Right, I'm recording. Justin. Hey. Justin. Guess what? What? It's the day to talk about the greatest TV show of all time. Oh, snap. That is Succession. Succession came out in 2018, if you can believe it, season one. The Roy family, Logan Roy and his four children, control one of the biggest media and entertainment conglomerates in the world. So it's an HBO drama series tracking their lives as they contemplate what the future will hold for them once their aging father begins to step back from the company. Succession. So when this first came out, it was one of those HBO shows, and, and we talked about on a previous episode, we we like to follow like cable series or um, channels. Mm-hmm. So HBO is always one of those ones that it's like, all right, if it's an HBO show, that means it's quality. And when Succession came out, everybody was talking about it, and my wife got obsessed with it. But she watched it while I wasn't home, so by the time I got home, she had watched like the whole first season. So <laughs> <And> one day, <laughs> I I was you were talking about it to me, and I had been wanting to watch it. And then so when we did this podcast, when we came up with this idea, I said, "All right, I'm gonna watch Succession and finally be able to talk about it with my boy Fink." So when you first got attracted to it, what what was it about the show that said, "Okay, I I love this show"? Like what what attracted you to it? Yeah, for me, uh, sim- probably the simplest way I can think about it is it feels like an Aaron Sorkin oh, yeah. show, a yeah. product without, you know, maybe not as much words per minute. But as right. far as, you know, snappy quips, yeah. um, the conversation flowing and just you, some of some things you hear Roman say <laughs> um, or like any some of the things you hear anybody in this TV show say, you say, wait, did they just say that? Oh, they just moved past that really fast. <laughs> and then they're already, you know. 20 seconds down into the conversation um and it's snapping quick he likes sorkin and i'm always i mean i think he's probably one of my favorite writers director yeah. whatever i guess he's mostly a writer right it's right. kind of what he started out as um i would say and him I, and tarantino are my favorite and 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 really i'm a big fan of kind of the the business world in a sense yeah. i guess but i i, I kind of I almost can't even say that because I just like any TV show that's good. And this yeah. is just so freaking good to me. Um, and it's really interesting how it takes from some real world events. Uh, well, I guess we, we spoil anything. But are you – did you ever see the movie Chappaquiddick? No. So that's uh, that's one of those – I'm a little surprised you haven't seen it because it was um, – I think it was like Certified Fresh. It may have been – I think it came out two, three years ago. And it was about the Kennedy uh, – death scandal so there was a there's also a pretty good podcast on it essentially uh not jfk the one that like lived the longest the one that like died in the 2000s maybe robert kennedy oh one of the kennedys all basically a bunch of kennedys got together they were partying and stuff one of the kennedys left launched off a bridge with a woman in it who died in in like very similarly as the final episode of the first season so you kind of have in and through the whole show you have the idea of you know, the old matriarch, the wealthy family, much like the Kennedys. Um, right. And the whole show is just based around, it's just like, they're all a bunch of fucking vampires. Like, when's he going to die? Just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to die. No, 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 no. I, obviously we have the family first. And it's like, no, none of these people, but family first, because none of them know what that means because they're so dysfunctional. Um, and it is great. Like when they're sitting there talking to the dad in the therapy session, like out at, uh, uh, what is that Royal's Roy's name? Um, 
the one who starts running for the president. I can't think of his name. Oh, Anyways, yeah. He was in Ferris therapy. Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The therapy the scene one, where they're yep. si- they're sitting there and they're just like, wow, they, these people like all hate. Well, actually, I think the kids really like each other because they hate their dad so much. Um, mm. But they all are so freaking greedy and don't really understand life that much that they just know they want the freaking fortune or the empire. They yeah. want power. They probably want power, I right. think. Connor. Um, yeah, Connor. Connor Rowe, yeah, he – I almost every episode I'm like, man, I think this <laughs> this one's my favorite. No, I think he's my favorite. Yeah. But what we're, I know – I mean I've been high on this for years. I've suggested – I am a big fan of it. And I, when I suggested it to you, I was – I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. But I also kind of – could almost tell you wouldn't like bite onto it quite as quick as maybe your wife or me. Yeah. Um, just from, I don't know. It's, it's not that it's slow moving, but if you're not maybe in the first couple episodes, maybe the whole first season, if you're not into, I don't know, like uh, elite people, uh-huh. drama right. and finance drama and, and geopolitics, like, even though I don't know if that's the center of the whole, I think the center of the whole TV show is the messed up family yeah. and like the characters in between. But what were your kind of initial impressions? I know you've definitely had moments where you're like, Oh man, this is a hilarious episode or this is cousin Greg doing this again. <laughs> but overall, what'd you think? It was a really good dysfunctional family drama. And so once I got into the characters and okay, I know Connor's character. I know, you know, um, Roman's character. I know Kendall's character. Once I figured out who they were, because, you know, the first episode, and I was talking to you when when I was going through the first couple of episodes, I was like, it's it hasn't grabbed me yet. It didn't hook me right away from the first couple of episodes. But once I figured out who each character was, because before that, it was just like, oh, okay, I know this actor from this. I know this actor from other work that they've done, but I don't know these characters. So once I got to know the characters... Then it started to fall in place for me, and for sure, Kieran Culkin as Roman was my favorite. Just his his uh, his smarmy like um, like I was gonna say satire, but um, sarcastic. He just kind of like his sarcastic way and um, the way that he deals with all of the drama while still trying to, like you said, trying to get where the dad is, trying to grab that piece of the pie. That was what for me hooked me out throughout the show and then cousin greg um what's um the guy that is always mean to cousin greg um, uh tom <laughs> yeah tom like just like loving to hate him and yep um all the actors i think are great on the show and i want to see where kendall goes because like you said it ends on that cliffhanger so and you've already seen season two and i have not yet so that's where we're yep. coming from in this episode is I've seen one season, you've seen two. So you know where it goes, but at this point, I guess if you could put yourself back in the end of season one before you saw season two, did that, when you saw that cliffhanger, were you like, oh, shoot, what's going to happen in the next season? Um, I Well, 100%, yeah, because the cliffhanger is just like absurd and <laughs> I did have, so I'm not going to spoil anything or lead. What I kind of, with the show, it's like, okay, I think it's going to head in this direction, which it did. Mm-hmm. For season but, two. Yeah, uh-huh. but that's only because, I don't know. I don't know if I had a good guess or I just really understood that. So I can, because I thought this before I saw season two. So I'll, I'll okay. ask you this question. Um, do you think the dad helped him out because he was his son or because once you... 
once you have something over somebody, you can get them to do whatever the hell you want because you have this thing over them. So, because I took it when I watched it, I was like, the dad doesn't give a fuck about yeah. his kids. He and doesn't that, care at all. He he just knows it's like this is a chess game. I oh here come here son come yeah. and he knows his son just wants his acceptance, so he gave him that, and he let him off the freaking hook essentially. That's what I turned to my wife because she watched it again. I think she's watched this season like three times at this point, but I immediately turned to her and I said, "Is he for real? Is does he actually care?" I was like, "Don't spoil it for me," but does he actually care about his son, or is he just doing this? Because it's going to be advantageous for his business, and the and so I was like sixty forty right. Like I was like, okay, I think sixty percent of me thinks he's doing it for the business and he's doing it to, to hold something over his head. But then forty percent, I was like, oh shoot, maybe he does actually care. But I think that's just Brian Cox's performance, and he's so good at selling it. I don't think he actually cares. But then I was like, but then why would he do a lot of the stuff that he's done for his kids? But then I was also like, well, well then why did he fire Kendall just to offer him a job? Like, so there's a bunch of different things going on. So I think in my mind, he's doing it so that he has power over them. And, and he likes like, that's what gets him off he likes having control or he likes yep. to be able to pull their strings, but you can see how messed up that is. So the dysfunction of the family is what also kind of draws me back to say, man, how messed up are these people? And, and we talked about it, I think on the Ted Lasso episode, this is where TV is right now. Like there, everything is, is got this hinge to it. This, this kind of, okay, it's not happy. It's not, these people aren't good people. Most of the dramas we watch now, these guys are bad people and we're not necessarily rooting for them because we want them to succeed because these guys are bad. We want the yep. good guys to win. But at the same time, the drama is so good, you just want to see what happens next. Kind of like a little bit of Breaking Bad, although Breaking Bad, you kind of start off feeling for Walter White at the beginning and then it kind of changes over the, the course of the show. But for Succession, yeah, it was like, man, these guys are bad people and this is not a family that I would want to be in. But what happens next? Like, that's also the draw for me of, all right, what happens next? And when he had his stroke at the beginning, I was like, wait a minute, is he going to be like this the whole show? Like, he can't talk, you know, he can't dress himself. Is he going to be like invalid the whole time? I, I was asking my wife, uh, but he kind of recovers pretty quickly. Um, but this is another one of those 10 episode, you know, get in, get out don't drag on the plot, tell your story type of shows that we love. So I, I like yeah, where it ended. I also think kind of when the 60-40 number you brought up mm -hmm. is I almost think everyone in this, maybe it's not 60-40 might be, 40% might be too much <laughs> in the emotional loving part. It might be 80-20. So uh -huh. like, I think when you see the flashes of, okay, I I think there's a good chance when you see like the flashes of emotion like towards his son mm -hmm. he is feeling it in that moment but just like fucked up people in the world like narcissists sometimes are really nice mm. but then they're yeah. not a lot of it. it's like okay well they're telling the truth in the moment like in that moment he probably was like i'm a father i need to protect my son mm. like, he had that in initial feeling then he was like i can also use this for this, <laughs> and this, and this. so it's like right 
it's like yeah no i love and it's like but he doesn't even know how to show his love his show of love is like i'm leaving you this multi-billion dollar empire it's like well that's what you say and you can kind of point to the physical action you did but in reality you just wanted power most of your life right. like but you can kind of pass it off like, no, everything I did was for your kid. Like right. when he says that in the therapy, like that shit is just eye rolling to like anyone who has heard their parents say it. it's like, it's like, oh, really? Like, because right. you can, you've seen that in, you know, TV movie shows and documentaries forever where you have the dad who's beating the shit out of his kids for 15 years. He's like, you don't understand. I was working every day for 18 <laughs> hours. Everything I did for was for you kids. Like right. all this stuff. And it's like, all right, okay. Like it's not it's you saying that to make yourself feel better. Um, I also think that, some of the kids might actually be pretty good people, but they just grew up in such a horrible family like yeah. equation because you see, or maybe it's just them trying to make amends or trying to live like a character. Cause you can see it in, um, Oh, what's the Roy, the, the hippie Roy, uh, from fast. Uh, what was his name? Uh, who has the house out in New Mexico? We oh, just said it. Um, Connor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Connor Roy, I kept thinking he was Logan, like Connor Roy, <laughs> for example, might, be a good person i, I think he is yeah from what yeah, i've and, seen in season one and i think he just grew up with like a bad family right. because and that's where you see him like snap where he's like why is it frozen <laughs> it's frozen and it's like well that's a sign of dysfunction where like you need all detail it's like he has uh definitely traits that are negative just like everybody but I, overall it doesn't seem like he has the same thing going on like home alone's little brother who yeah. might be a psychopath but i think he's so I think he just likes having fun enough that he's not a psychopath. Right. I think Kendall Roy doesn't know what he wants at all. He doesn't. Know, and, and you actually see that in the second season, which is very cool. So the second season, it's somewhat of a spoiler and to say it heads in the direction you probably think, but it does not end where you think. And okay. it's very freaking cool. And the arch in season two. Another cliffhanger, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a cliffhanger in a way that you're just like, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're getting hype about it. And in Shiv 2 is another one where I think Shiv might have an okay moral direction. Uh-huh. Like, I, like, you know, she's, I don't think she, if she were to take over the company, I don't know if she like leads it down horrible paths, but at the same time, her too, she's pretty cutthroat when it comes down to it. Yeah. Like she's um, the most can, politically savvy of them. Yeah, she definitely, ha- I think she is, you put her into like any job and she's going to be really good at it type of person yeah. um, versus like, also though home alone's little what my, i keep saying home alone's little brother <laughs> the colkin he too though might be one of those people that you throw him in a position of power yeah he's a little over the top yeah he's kind of a freaking nut but he does seem to like listen to people who know what they're talking about he doesn't yeah. he just showed like respect towards people in his own way and he does say some things here and there where you're like all right this guy's not a freaking idiot he just is kind of over the top versus like yeah. kindle is just trying to do the thing he's supposed to do all the time he's not even being himself and that's yeah leads to like he's like hey i think i want to learn how to be a method today um <laughs> yeah stuff like that and the, like the him like going to rehab and stuff like and they talk about it in the show um that's what i think that is is him just wanting he's like i want to be the ceo and make my daddy proud <laughs> i think that's mostly what kindle is which he, i don't think he actually wants that um yeah but who was so you said roman yes was your favorite character yes. i yeah. think he he I switched between him and cousin Greg the whole the whole show because <laughs> cousin Greg like actually he's cousin... probably the best like the most good hearted yeah, of them yep, is him yep. because he's just a normal person yeah. who just happened and it's so funny too because he always just 
kind of get and i think he's the function of his character or whatever if you want to call it that is like he's kind of the regular person like he's the audience you know whatever that is is he's the audience he's the guy who's in there like right should i should i really be doing this (laughs) but it's funny because you do see him kind of evolve a little bit from season one to two where season two he's still like that guy who's like i'm not even really but then he gets to a point where he like is still in the fam he's like no look guys like i'm this and this and like you see it like oh man there's some interactions between tom and greg (laughs) Where like I, I can't remember if this is like in season one or season two, where Tom like probably not gonna do a great impression, but he's like, "Wow, Greg, you son of a bitch, that's a little <laughs> fucked up." And Greg's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Wow, no, Greg, that's really fucked." Wow, dude, look at you, <laughs> look at you, dude. That is that is conniving. <laughs> Holy! And then he like fist bumps him. He's like, "You really fucked me, Greg. Wow, this is kind of cool." <laughs> like there's there, and I think it might be a season two, but that's kind of an evolution with him where he, cause yeah. you see in season one, that is season one where Tom takes over the vacation division, right? The cruise division. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you see him having to do some, you know, with the shredding. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you see, he has leverage and there's some leverage. You, yeah. And my wife told me for sure. Yeah. She goes, this is important. Like she, she told me to pay attention to that part. Um, but you know who I actually found really interesting. Not all the characters I find interesting, but the the wife Marsha, yeah, I'm I want to see what she's up to because not anything she's done so far has seemed genuine to me because we we're talking about do 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 these guys care about each other or is it just about business for her? I don't have a sixty forty split. It's like ninety nine one. Like I maybe she might care a little bit, but everything she's done so far, I feel like she's just trying to get power. So that also, like, I want to keep an eye on that for season two. Um, it, and what was, um, and I think Logan said it in season one. I, I tried to distinct what was in season one and two, where he goes like, you guys all have your own game you're playing. Even yes. her, you yeah. talk about Marsha. Yeah. And she, yeah, because you'll, you'll have, and I, the audience in general, the viewer has those questions through season two as well. But you okay. start to see, like you still have the same kind of questions going on. Cause you start to see more about her and you're like, damn, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. Um, where you do learn more, but it's still the same questions. Like what's her play? What's her play? It's yeah. like, cause there's things that she does that it seems like she's pulling the strings. Like she, she invited Logan's brother from Canada to come down and like, they're like, wait a minute, who invited him? Why is he here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, his part was actually funny too. I really liked his character. The, the brother that, uh, Greg had to drive from Canada, yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the no best. Music. That was one of the best moments in the entire show. The twelve-hour drive, and you can't play any music. Distracted drive, and, and and actually, that scene too kind of gives you the Sorkin vibes, where yeah. he says the one thing, and it kind of does a little quick zoom to like the Waze oh, app, yeah, yeah. and then like to Greg, where yes. he's like, oh. and then it like cuts away. Like that's a very the quick zooms. I got the Sorkin vibes from, and yeah. I love that. I love that quick zoom through the whole show where. Um, it I does, feel like actually Succession is the one who does it more than any TV show I can think of. Yeah, actually. it does make it different. And actually, I was watching one of the. I do like how HBO after every episode they have this inside um, the episode, and, and I started watching these on Game of Thrones. But they'll have all the actors talking about their characters and their motivations and what they're doing. And actually, one of the producers or showrunners was talking about that Zoom thing, and they were saying, "Okay, yeah, we wanted to put that in there to get you." to make it more personal so like you feel like you're in the show it actually didn't work for me as well i think as it did um for you because 
at at some t- I almost feel like they overuse it sometimes cuz I'll be in the middle of a scene and I'll do it and I'll be like okay and then I'll do it again and I'm like oh wait wait a minute this, this now it's starting to I'm noticing it I guess when when I notice that it's happening it's almost like it pulls me out of the the like the reality that I that I was in so I it didn't um grab me as or I, I didn't like it as much I think as you did but it does make it different it makes it unique because no other show that i watch looks like that where they where they do those zooms like that yep and um i no, i can definitely see that i uh it's i i don't know if snl did a i don't think it was an <laughs> snl sketch but i think there was oh. a online one where people were making fun of a secession and they like oh. did like a three four minute one and they did the quick zooms um was like the main part <laughs> there of, could yeah uh, that's a good there could be a good parody about that yeah and did did you think so I wait, did I write this down? Um Do you think Kendall Roy so like Kendall Roy like might have a heart in there somewhere? Like Yeah, he's you, shown it like, throughout the season. Yeah, where it's like where he has the whole like he has to like or the news anchor mm-hmm. has the date with him and he's like, Well, you don't have to be here if you don't want and he got like it seemed like he genuinely got upset because yeah. it seems like he's like, Look, no, I actually want to hang out with people who like me. Like I don't yes. know who likes yes. me and don't I like he grew up his whole life, you know, in a super rich family and he's surrounded by people who know he's the son he's the son of the owner, the son of the CEO. So no one's really being that genuine around him. And I think that overall affects him too. And you can kind of see it. Um I actually I grew up with a kid who his dad started this band, like, and I grew up like in the neighborhood and pretty wealthy and gives me very much Kendall Roy vibes in a oh, very dang. similar way. Like, and I worked in the same company as him and it, I always like talked to like some of my friends. I was like, dude, it's gotta be hard. Like working in your dad's freaking multi-billion dollar bank. Like oh, yeah. it's gotta not be that enjoyable for him. Well, but also, that was just- when you have siblings to me, that's like, okay, now I have rivals. Cause if it's just, I'm an only child. Okay. I know everything's coming to me versus if you have siblings say, wait a minute, what if Roman does a better job than me? What if Shabon does a better job? Um so I think that also adds to the that dysfunction as well is the siblings, although Shabon's kinda like going off on her own like political path, but you saw in right before her wedding underneath the castle moat or you know they met up where they used to meet as kids and they smoked um weed that actually felt like a family moment like the actual before all the power struggle before the dysfunction it felt like that was actually an actual moment where all these people were nice and a good family so that was i like that part um but and you get the vibe of like hey we're in it together because yeah. we hate our right, family right, so right. much like so because that does still bleed through throughout the tv show is like even though they might they don't i mean they do some bad things towards one another nothing like really really crazy which yeah. leads you to believe like okay they probably actually do like each other yeah um they just for they just yeah it just looks like they they all got a little effed up growing up in that family yeah. in that environment basically and it also has a little bit of like like you were saying, the real world parallels to that. Um, was it the Chappaquiddick? Yeah, Chappaquiddick. Yeah, yeah. yep. The, the that one. Yeah. Also, when my uh, my wife pointed out to me, she was like, when when she first when we first started watching it, she was like, "All right, this is like, think of like Fox News, the Murdoch family." Yep. yep. And so I was like, "Oh, okay." So that put me in in the mindset of of what they were going for, and then also kind of like 
that was interesting and then also the the wall street aspect to it the buying companies and uh okay we need to think about the future we don't need to be outdated dinosaurs you know cable companies versus apps and streaming all of those things i think me and you are interested in outside like in our just day-to-day lives we talk to each other about stock market finance um apps and technology where things are going so all of those things were interesting to me as I was watching it and that kept me engaged as well as the drama and the dysfunction of the family so I I was really enjoying that throughout so does does season two just kind of continue that yeah season two I I think season two is uh measurably and I think season one is great like very good to great I think season two is significantly better than season one it looks Um, like the critics agree because season one has an 88 percent on Rotten Tomatoes season two has a 97 percent so it looks like everybody says it just gets better from there oh yeah because you and in season two you know the character so well so you can just follow a lot quicker or a lot uh smoother Mm -hmm. but you also have you know the knowledge that Kendall killed a guy Yes. And you as the viewer know that and only two, you know, actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. I forgot um, that aspect of the cliffhanger. So I, I said this to my wife when it happened. It didn't feel like he actually uh, it wasn't necessarily his fault because the guy, you know, he's the one who made the car swerve and go off. Yep. Now, Kendall was the one who asked him. You know, to they were that was the reason why they were going there. But in my mind, if I was Kendall, I wouldn't even feel that bad because I well, didn't kill the guy. I didn't put a gun to his head. He kind of killed himself, and and he well, made an effort to find him too. That was kind of his heart coming out. Remember, he was like really trying to find him when he when he went down. But whether it was too cold or you know whether he wasn't a good swimmer or whatever, so. How did you take that? Because I did not take that as man. This guy sucks. He killed somebody. This guy's a jerk. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the action itself is not the part that you like get in trouble for. It's like the cover Just up the, and the lie. Yeah, and right. and that too. I think uh, so. Kendall Roy. If Kendall Roy is uh, a well-adjusted, mentally healthy person. He gets out and he sprints to the closest building or something. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I just wrecked the car. Yeah. I thought he was going to pull his phone out and call somebody because, you know, today's phones, they can get wet and, and still, you can still use them. So, yeah, I thought he was going to, but like you said, I, that's a well adjusted person. Yeah. I think his first reaction was, uh, oh my gosh, I got to get away with this. Yeah. Oh, how can, how can I make this seem like it never happened? How can the, and then that's the part that then becomes now okay. reckless endangerment, manslaughter, drunk, because yeah. he would have tested positive for like drugs in his system. So yeah. he probably would have gotten in trouble for it. So it would have been some real drama and some real world consequences. A thing <laughs> he's probably never had to actually face, right. you know, until season two. And one of the things that he says to the guy, to that, the guy that ends up dying, it was like, I'm beyond rich like you can't imagine how wealthy i am like yep. you'd probably want to kidnap me so well in 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 two to uh the real world kind of parallel they talk about it with the kennedy it's ted kennedy actually i think okay. he was the one um he like what people are saying is there was a chance that had he just went straight to the authorities really really fast or reacted quicker there was a shot at least um 
And I think that's kind of maybe what they were writing from in this show too. And to just show that Kendall is actually just kind of a, a baby and afraid of getting in trouble. Um, oh yeah. I think that was the, the overarching theme. Like, and then, you know, uh, uh, Logan Roy is now, he's like, well, now I can manipulate this. We're covering it up now. It's like, now you're making it a freaking, now you're, it's illegal. And then they <laughs> do some more fuckery in season two. And um, so yeah, the action itself, you know, if he just admitted to all of it, they have so many lawyers that he probably would have just gotten like 40 days of probation oh, and then yeah. like two years. But then he's like, well, then I can't be the CEO. I can't be the next in line. Yeah. I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be. This. So it's all these things that then just make Kendall like he couldn't have made any other decision. Kendall Roy is mentally incapable of taking responsibility in that moment for what just happened. Essentially, he like he was high on doing some uh, was yeah. he, it was ketamine, I think, Yes, um, which is pretty freaking crazy if you want to do ketamine in the drive that's crazy that's so ketamine you know is they call it psychedelic cocaine um oh, so like it, it's a stimulant but then you also see like uh psychedelic visuals and he was driving a manual which he didn't know how to drive um right so all these things he right. in, in the name of scoring some blow so that's the addict behavior you know elevated risk taking knowing all things involved but so these all these things he did wrong in it is more showing Kendall Roy character falls. I didn't think he was the worst person in the world for accidentally killing somebody. I just think he's naturally like kind of a POS because of his environment. <laughs> right. And, and you do feel, I mean, I felt bad for him and his walk back. Like he, I, you know, I don't know as much of a billionaire on, on, uh, unrelatable. He probably is. I think under all of it, he's just like a freaking 12 year old kid who never was able to grow up properly. So, yeah. and you get that vibe where he's like, afraid and he goes hi goes and hides change oh if i change real quick put new clothes on yeah. no one will notice it'll be fine if i'm just straightforward no one will notice no one will find a yeah a and he car. goes yeah and he goes to breakfast and then he's like nervous and cousin greg comes up and talks to him that whole that whole breakfast was was funny um but and he actually won the emmy uh jeremy strong for his performance uh best let's see primetime emmy for outstanding lead actor in a drama series and then brian cox won a golden globe for best actor, so those are two um, actor awards that it's won. It's it's also won a bunch for drama as well. This show itself, but yeah, and it's um season two. You'll like it. You'll yes, like it just as much yes. when you get to it. It's well, just uh, I'm looking forward to it because, like you said, I know the characters now, and it's also gotten uh, everyone that I I see now that everyone is saying that the second season is better. So I'm looking forward to that. It's it's kind of strange because of COVID that the first season was 2018 second season 2019 and now it's 2021 and we still haven't gotten the third season yet so I, i'm kind of glad i didn't necessarily watch it as it was coming out because i would have been like waiting for two years like where is it yep but I, 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 watching it the second time though was really enjoyable okay. because once again the whole knowing all the knowing all the characters knowing how fast uh, picking up on things that you didn't pick up on before because of, you know, the quickness and pace of the show. Yes. So since I can watch through, I had just, just as good of a time, if not better. Um, just cause I could, I was like, all right, I'm gonna look for Greg doing some weird stuff that I didn't pick up on before. Like when he's like, she, she, I came in her mouth and then she spit it in my <laughs> mouth. Like when Tom is saying that to yeah. Greg and he's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like that, that's Greg the whole time. He's like, yeah, dude, super. Oh, that's weird. It's kind of weird, kind of weird, right? And he's like, no, it's so cool. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's Greg. That's Greg right yeah. there in a nutshell. That was a great episode. Uh, but I am looking forward to season two. Uh, did you have any more notes on season one? 
you know, it's a, a must watch. That's that's what I and I I've suggested to a few people and most of them come back to me and well, all of them have said, yeah, they really liked it. But most come back and be like, Cousin Greg has me rolling. That is a common <laughs> let's say it's Cousin Greg and uh, Home Alone's little brother. Yes. Excellent. So I'll continue with my journey on season two and then we'll come back and talk about it here on the Seasons Change podcast. 